Welcome to the Riot Squadcast. I just I wish I was in a more positive mood. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's been it's been a little while since we last recorded, but uh, last Sunday, right? Some things might have changed since then. Couple things, yeah. Couple things in the world, in the galaxy world, especially. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, a little bit of shakeup. Yeah, man. Uh, some some departures. Um, looks like 2017 is already going to be, uh, or I should say, it looks like 2017 is is definitely going to look different than 2016 in, you know, in a couple different places. This is going to be the season. I feel that if you're truly a diehard fan, it's going to really test you. Yeah. Well, you know what's sad? I mean, did you have a direction you wanted to go in? Because because I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking at length. You just want to go into it? Yeah, I mean, it, let's get into I, it. To then. your point, yeah. To your point, uh, it it looks shaky already. Um, yeah, I'm happy so. to see. I'm obviously happy to see Jared go. Uh, the, I imagine the majority of this show is going to be me celebrating Jared leaving. Um, you know what? I, I thought I thought you would have been like lamenting his his departure. I thought you would have. Lit some candles, you know, like those uh, Jesus candles from like the 99 cent store. I've been lighting Jesus candles for 18 months, hoping <laughs> his hamstring would stay together and, and he would be able to, you know, at 11 assists. That's all I know. I was going to say that he would be able to pick a pass, but apparently he's got 11 of the greatest assists you've ever seen in your life. So happy to see the back of that guy. Go wherever you want. Um, Celtic, Liverpool. Uh, did you hear the rumor he might go to Newcastle? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> this asshole's following me now. No way. The, I, 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 you know what? I think Rafa is smart enough not to bring him. Well, this is what you get. So I, I, for anyone listening who doesn't know, I'm a Newcastle United fan. It's a rough life. Um, Rafa is not going to bring Steven Gerrard in for a couple reasons. Namely, number one, John Joe Shelby today is a significantly better player who would play in the same place that Steven Gerrard would expect to play. Um, Gerrard is, is, he's not good enough to unseat John Joe Shelby, uh, period. Um, that's number one. Number two, apparently Rafa Benitez and Steven Gerrard never, from what I've been reading anyway, never got along all that well. It's not that they didn't like each other. Uh, it's just Rafa never seemed to really buy into the whole uh, sentimentality of uh, the Liverpool, you know, born and bred player that that everyone should love and respect. Rafa apparently is very big on, um, you know, what are you doing? And if you can't produce anymore, then it's time to go. The anti-Bruce Arena mold. Um so, I mean, that's, that's the chief reason. At least that's what I'm hanging my hat on. <laughs> Gerard doesn't end up on Newcastle. He could end up at Celtic with Brendan Rodgers, uh, who's a former manager of his at Liverpool, uh, who did seem to like Gerard a lot. Um, that's possible. He also said he never wanted to play for another English team. So I guess it would kind of stand to reason he might end up at Celtic. Um, what's important is today is November the 16th, 2016, and at least as far as I know, and has been confirmed by the Galaxy, um, he's not on my team anymore. I mean, it's it's confirmed. Like that, that's and just, that's all that matters. Yeah, it's confirmed. That's all he, that matters. He is gone. He is. I mean, he is. And you correct me if you think I'm wrong. He is the worst designated player we've ever had. In, if you look at if you look at the entirety of his time, if you're considering, you know, hype and. Money we uh, that was spent, greatness. You definitely definitely have a, a case for him to be the worst DP that we've ever signed. Greatness. I mean, his only real competition would be Juan Pablo Angel. Well, and then I would consider the DP signing of Omar to be a really bad signing as well. Sure, but I mean, 
even would you compare Omar signing to Gerhardt's? Well, if you're just considering DP signings, like yeah. as in like when we signed a DP, yeah, it's probably up there with worst the worst. But I would I, I would still give it to to Gerard, I mean over Angel, who we were able to move, and over Omar, who it seemed like you know maybe we gave him one to try to hold on to him a little bit longer, like that. I, I don't have that big of a problem with that. No, I understand. I understand the move. I just it's just a bad one. It it wasn't great. Uh, certainly, given like seemingly the more famous Omar kind of got or the more money Omar kind of got, the play kind of went the opposite direction. Um, but I mean, from day one with Gerard, day one, and it, you kept getting told all he needs is a preseason. Oh all he needs no, let's 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 be real. It wasn't since day one. What Ma- what maybe day, like what maybe day would like be good? maybe like day thirty five when you realized oh maybe this is not gonna work out. Bullshit. Did I miss the day Steven Gerrard was good? Come on, man. You can't just say when he was signed, like, oh, that's going to be a terrible move. No, I, I thought it was going to be a good move. I hoped it would have been a good move. It didn't. It doesn't really make sense when you think about it. And if you watched Gerrard play his last, let's say, two years, maybe two and a half years at Liverpool, uh, it, it, it was fair to assume he wasn't going to do well. There's a couple people on Galaxy Twitter who at least claim to, to say that they knew from the outset he was never going to be good. I always hoped he would have. Uh, I always hoped he had a little more in the tank. I was a Steven Gerrard fan when he was at Liverpool. Um, but from day one, the guys, the guy was was not good enough. Flat out not good enough. And we lost Sarvas. We lost Juninho. Uh, Lejet had to play wide and then was pushed down the pecking order on account of Gerrard. Um, Mindiola was making the bench until Gerrard and Keane had to come back in the bench in the, play, in the playoffs. I mean, from day one. All right, then let's. A detractor. Let me hear your uh, your top three worst DPS. Top three worst DPS in the galaxy or, yeah. or in, in MLS? No, no, in the no. galaxy, number one with a bullet by far and away, Steven Jard. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Okay. Uh, number two, Juan Pablo Angel, and then number three, and even still begrudgingly, uh, Omar Gonzalez, and and Omar only because probably shouldn't have had a designated player contract. Nah. Uh, was done to, to keep hold of him a little while longer. Um, but probably never should have had one to begin with. Wasn't as awful as Gerard. Um, I also think we had less in reserves in his position than we had for Gerard. And Gerard was really the only guy we had supposedly playing that specific role. But then it turned out, Hey, we had Sebastian and Sebastian was pretty damn good playing the exact same spot. You know, I would have loved to have seen Sebastian Legette and, uh, and Nigel DeYoung in the middle. Oh Yeah. But that couldn't happen. Could not happen because of the uh, the ten million dollar crook playing in center midfield, who is now gone, who has who has left my team. But okay, now do you put the the blame more on Gerard, who you know obviously just wanted to play, he wants to continue playing, mm-hmm. or do you put that on the front office who signs a guy who has? Obviously, uh, declined in ability. Um, the necessity to play him, I have to put on the coach and management. I understand, and anyone who's ever met Ed and I know what we look like and what we're built like. There is not an athlete between either one of us. Um, I understand Jared's desire to keep playing. There's muscle beneath the man boob. Oh yeah. (laughs) And there's your name. Uh, I understand the desire to keep playing. 
I think he, much like Lampard, came, much like Lampard and much like Pirlo, came into the league expecting to take it easy. They came into the league expecting a, a league they could walk through and it would be easy. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I got European Knights and Champions Leagues. It's going to be easy. Or, or I'm, I'm Frank Lampard. I'm the, the legend of, uh, you know, wherever the hell Chelsea plays. Um, you know, or, or I'm, I'm Pirlo. Like I played at Milan, and, and Real Madrid wanted me, and Barcelona wanted me, and, you know, you are this, this legendary player. You think you can come into the league and cakewalk it? And Beckham tried to warn you, and Robbie Keane tried to warn you. MLS, is it, is it the Premier League? No. Is it tougher than you think it is? Absolutely. And are there things you have to factor in before coming over? Absolutely. And I don't think either one of them, I, I don't think any of them did that. Um, so I, 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 I think put, I think towards the end, you, you saw uh, at least Lampard and Pirlo put somewhat of an effort into whatever they were doing over there. Yeah, it's just it for their age, it's not enough. Like for how old you are, it's not for some people, it's not possible. And I'm not, we were talking about it on Twitter this week. Um, I'm not a, no one over 30, no one over 31, no one over 33. Cause there are phenomenal players in the world who are over 30 years old. Phenomenal that I would love to have in the gallery. And it's, it's just not, and I'll play Toti until he's 40. It's just not feasible with, with the, the cap structure. I mean, you got to have the older guys who can come in and be the veterans to so the young guys who are not going to get paid as much. Right. But it's assuming that just because someone has hit an age threshold, they can't do it anymore. Like, I don't agree with that. No, of course not. Uh, but. I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing Alan Gordon, like, kind of have a revival a little bit at the age of 35, I, you know? I would have I played Gordo fucking over Robbie Keane all year. If that was the case, all right? All year. If that was the case in the last, you know, whatever month where we actually looked like we could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, God. We're just, re- we're just reopening well, what, wounds, know. man. Well, I mean, look, we're we're in our off season, um, and the things to cover for the team now, uh, post eulogy, is uh, outgoing players, um, retirements, uh, um, potential trades, expansion losses. You know, it's it's not. This isn't the happy time where you're saying, okay, well, we're we're on the road to the semifinals, or we're on the road to MLS Cup. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be covering turnover. That's what's going to be happening over the next few weeks and the next few months. Um, undoubtedly will be turnover. There was, uh, uh, you know, you want to wrap, well, let's wrap up Gerard and then we'll move on to what else is going on. Uh, quick career, uh, galaxy career stats that got, that I, I didn't even pull Guessman pulled and I stole them from him. Um, games played total care to take a guess. Um, I'm going to say 35. 34. Well, oh shit, all right. 21 in uh in 2016 and 13 in 2015. 34 games for eh, 10 million dollars. <laughs> 10 million dollars. <gasps> oh man, it hurts. Isn't that, isn't that ridiculous? It hurts. Um Oh god. 34 games played total, 31 games started. So I would love to hear an argument how we don't have to start our designated players regardless of how garbage they are. Um, he failed to start three games that he made an appearance in. Um, he has scored five goals. $10 million. Five goals. Uh, that's, that's offensive. That is an offensive amount of money for someone who did nothing. But were you really expecting him to come in and like score a bunch of goals? European, European Knights. 
Champions League, 2005. What are you talking about? He's Liverpool to L. Liverpool to L. A. was longer than his career with the Galaxy. The Galaxy special of Liverpool to L. A. was longer than his time on the Galaxy. Oh man, it's it's infuriating. Um, a total of two thousand six hundred and fifty-five minutes. 14 assists, 62 shots, 21 shots on goal. Never never once offside, which probably doesn't surprise anyone. Well, I mean, yeah. Probably probably not surprising a whole lot of people. How terrible. Um, he had no offsides? What was he doing? Playoff, playoff statistics. Uh, played, started one game in 2015, came off the bench for one game in 2016. No goals. Uh, about a game and a half of playing time, two total shots, no shots on goal, never offside. Steven Gerrard, we hardly knew you. Yeah. Please, please never come back. R.I.P. Gerrard's career in L.A. Well, maybe his career. Maybe that's it. I mean, if you asked me halfway through, you know, halfway through this year, I would have said that. I can't imagine someone would see this and go, yeah, we should sign that guy. It's it's nuts. There were people on on the Galaxy if you're on the LA Galaxy fans Facebook advocating for re-signing Gerard yesterday. That is crazy stupid. Yesterday. Like what? <laughs> it's it's got to be I mean I assume it's people who don't pay attention or people who are like, "Oh no, he was he was a legend for Liverpool." Yeah. Yeah. No, FA Cup. No, Champions League. Like I assume that has to be the mentality for anyone. I mean, it's no different than than what Beckham in two thousand and eight, when people were like, "He played for Real Madrid. How dare you?" How, yeah, how dare you? You guys should feel how, lucky. Yeah, feel lucky that this man has graced his presence. It's like, no, well, I mean, he oh. should still give an effort and give a fuck that he's yeah. playing. Yeah, it would be nice if he didn't purposefully get yellow cards so that he could miss games. Like that's what I want to see, you know. Uh, but no, you. People today advocating for Jarrah to resign, or yesterday for Jarrah to resign, uh, advocating for Keen to get a, an extension. Um, That's you know, fucking insane. It's, it's insane. It's oh my god! And it's these moments where it's like, I don't want to be negative. You're forcing me to treat you like you're stupid because you refuse to say anything remotely intelligent. <laughs> this this conversation is just it's null and void because your stupidity. This conversation can't mm-hmm. go any longer because you are advocating re-signing two guys who literally brought our team into division. It seems that way. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens uh, with these guys leaving. But it, it, it looked like, and we talked about it, uh, I think, in the last show, it looked like Landon had to come back more for locker room than anything else. Um, he didn't produce a ton on the field. Uh, but he appeared to be a stabilizing force and the team overall kind of started to play a bit better mm-hmm. um, and seemed to gel and seemed to talk and kind of laugh a bit more when Landon came back. Um, and not to heap all of that on, on Gerard and Keane, but, I mean, you guys are supposed to be leaders in the locker room, right? I mean, what's... Yeah, you're know. supposed to be leaders. And, you know, from all things that are that we've heard, you know, from reporters and, and people who are on their... Uh, you know, their day to day, you know, it's Gerard and Keen and, and that little European contingency, you know, click kind of just separated themselves from everybody else. 
Which and, isn't the first time that happened. No, no, that happened and with it, Beckham. And it won't be the last time. And you know, but this is these are the leaders. Your your supposed captains and and veterans. So can I? Can that I should that should something? that should know better. I mentioned something that that gave me such a laugh. I I thought it was um, it was just the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see when Gerard announced his his re- not retirement, but I, I guess when he announced his uh, his LA. departure from the team? Yeah. If you follow any of the people who work for the Galaxy on social media, I have never seen such an outpouring of affection. Uh, I'm assuming he was the nicest guy in the locker room. It it appears like he was really uh, um, respectful, treated everybody like they were human, you know, base things you expect from an adult. Um, But such an outpouring. Every single person I know and and that I follow on social media who works for the Galaxy seemed to have something to say about Steven Gerrard. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you a question? If Rafa Garcia leaves the galaxy today, is there a single post from any of those people? Um, I think you might get some from maybe like uh, the medical staff or, you know, some people that were directly involved with the I, team. I, I felt like to a point people were connecting themselves to a, a global soccer star, which regardless of my feelings about how he plays, regardless of my feelings about the guy's dedication, you can't you can't second guess that Steven Gerrard globally um, is a name. Of course, very well known out there for sure. Yeah, it seemed to a point that if uh, Baggio Husidic was retiring, we probably wouldn't have seen the same amount of stuff. If uh, if Leonardo was walking away from the game, no one would say Leonardo, nicest fucking guy I ever knew. Leonardo stopped and shook your hand, talked to you. All his interviews with me were great. Bang up, fucking human being. You would get. The standard, like, oh, Leonardo announces retirement or, you know, departing the team today. And that would be the end of it. That's a luck. That's a luck. If you go he's, down. He's starting his new career at Whole Foods. If you go down the, the Galaxy Twitter and social media, it's like 20 posts about Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard, yeah. I can't, I mean, I, I almost seemingly aghast that he's leaving. He had so much left to give. And that was the thing, you know, that was that was my gripe with this whole thing mm-hmm. is that everything was made out to be that Steven Gerrard chose to leave us. Yeah. You know, it's not that it's, it's not that fans want you gone. Every, they want you to leave. Even even the write up for the Galaxy uh whatever website, it made it sound like Gerrard was like, "No, I'm good. I'm not going to come back to this club." Instead Which, of instead of him being out of contract and us not wanting to resign him, yeah, us not saying, eh, oh, bro, we're totally in for another six million. Yeah, That's it, what, it's that whole like, oh no, um, I chose to quit. You can't fire me, you know, kind of mentality. I, I genuinely hope we'll finish tonight and we'll never bring him up again. Like that is my goal. Well, and I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm, I I'm, I know I'm I I know gonna try. I know I can do that. Oh, this guy. I know I'm gonna try again. It's the off season, which is mostly going to be about turnover. If and when we sign a new designated player in his spot, he will naturally come up. Um, but fuck, that guy was awful. Okay, Spe- awful. Speaking of that awful. open that open spot, let's let's talk about uh, some realistic and maybe some unrealistic uh, DPs that we'd want to sign. Uh, oof. Well, you go first because everyone just depresses me. <laughs> well. Unrealistically, we're not ever well, signing fucking uh, Ronaldo or no, Ronaldo is done or Messi. 
Messi, I don't think Messi's ever leaving Barcelona. No, no, no. I think that dude's gonna unless he gets unless he gets caught with a dead hooker in his bed. Lionel Messi is is I don't think ever leaving Barcelona. Why would you? No. Like, what are you gonna get? Money? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. You get to come to beautiful Southern California. Oh well, you know. I tell you, I miss it. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, um. No, I mean, I mean it's. I I guess start I guess... with positional needs. Well, I guess positionally. Start with positional needs. We don't have we don't have a need for a forward. No. If Legette's your guy in the middle, you don't really have a need to go out and attempt to get a Steven Gerrard type player. Um, Let's go back and sign De Jong as a DP. I want, I want De Jong <laughs> all over my body. You want yeah. that? You want that? That De Jong all over your face? Oh yeah, just rub it on in. Uh, uh, yeah, De Jong, I would I would love to have Nigel back. I would love to have Nigel back. Um, I, I'm really hoping we don't give it to Yella. I'm hoping there's a way to keep that guy on contract. Um, very rarely does MLS like to sign players on one-year deals, so I'm assuming he's got a, he's he. We signed him on a two-year deal. I, I would gu- I'd guarantee that Yellow's on a two-year at least. Yeah. yeah, I would. I my my assumption is he's definitely he's got to be on at least a two-year where he's coming back. So I, I hope we can extend it further uh, without a designated player deal. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always loved Wesley Schneider. Like, I would love for the Galaxy to find a way to get that guy. Now, I mean, that's you're considering him playing on the wing? Or... I would play him on the wing. Would you spend money, TP money, on a winger? Yes. Would you? Yes. Okay. I mean, because who are we playing instead at I, this point? I honestly think you waste money on spending TP money on ace. Anybody in, in as a defender, any goalkeeper or any winger. I, I don't think that's money well spent. So especially so given at, what, especially at, at a premium, there there you know these 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 DP spots are are premiums. So given what you no, know, they're they're absolutely fucking premiums. That's why you don't waste them on Steven Gerrard. I'm gonna okay, get it all out tonight. There you I'm go. Get it all you out, literally no, said, said fuck you. you. <laughs> I said the end of this show. I have till the end of this show to stop bringing that guy up. <laughs> Oh fuck that guy! Um, but then, but then you put yourself in a box where your designated players are either going to be forwards or center midfielders, right? Yeah. So if it's a if it's a forward, you're breaking up Giassi and Gio, who who every person <clears throat> I've spoken to in the Galaxy organization say those are likely your two guys going forward. So then you're breaking up those two, and since from what I, at least I've heard from the club, those are the the two guys. So now you're relegating designated player spots to just center midfielders. I mean, I would say, and it's been my it's my position on all designated players, you should never say no defenders, you should never say no wingers. Each person should be taken situationally. And if there is if there is a winger that's notable enough and and possesses the ability, like there's people saying we should sign Guardado, who would who presumably would play out wide for us. Um I don't know how you you square that circle. How you try to bring someone like that in? I I am not an advocate for bringing in Guardado, but if if you're going to try to bring someone like him in, you 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 either got to kind of get real funky with the 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 lineup, or you got to play him out wide and kind of break that rule. Are you uh, snapping at the dog? Oh no, sorry, I'm opening up a bottle of water. Ooh, my man AJ just sent me a message. I'm What's up, to- Taylor Garza? Trying to keep hydrated, bruh. No, AJ just uh, just sent me a text. He said, "Hey, 
You up? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to tell we're recording right now. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess, you know what? I guess. I mean, if you have... But the, here's the thing. If you get someone who can play that, you know, that number six, where they just, you know, kind of stay yeah. back and and let the other guys, you know, do the do the playmaking. The dirty. Fine. If you have that guy locked up and he you can get him for someone who's not a DP, perfect. I would love to see uh, Bruce or whoever is the coach next year because mm. we can get into that a little bit. So now. Yeah, I'm assuming I can talk about the national team now since we get to no. talk about Bruce. No, let me finch my my, right. my statement, bitch. Damn. Well, not now, motherfucker, but like later. <laughs> Interrupting and shit. All right. Uh, no, I mean mm-hmm. so, and I would love, I'd love the team to let uh, Sebastian kind of take the reins in that center midfield, and then at that point, yeah, I mean, bring in a, a Snyder. You have him on on one side and Boateng on the other. I mean, that's fucking that's lethal, man. Yeah, I mean, bringing someone like Wesley in. I think would require Bruce changing tactics a little bit. Like we would have to, ha- we would have to play in a less narrow way. Um, because as, but, as we lamented in the, in the last show, we had four center midfielders. Yeah. Uh, th- what was it? Three of which were defensive um, playing in the second, in the, in uh, extra time. But don't you feel, don't you feel that because of Gerard that we were playing so narrow? Um, I, well, I think, putting Gerard on the bench forced us to play narrow. Yeah. Because if we didn't have to put Steven on the bench, we would have had Mendiola who come, who cuts in a lot for sure. Uh, but still gives you more of an option going wide, uh, obviously than you're ever going to get from Baggio or, or Gerard or, um, even Sebastian, to be honest, because everyone we have cuts in like everyone we have plays narrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma plays wide. Uh, Mendiola is, is wider, but he still cuts in a lot. Villarreal cut in all the fucking time. Like, we don't have wingers. We don't have, seemingly, we don't have, I mean, the one guy we have who used to play the wing plays right back for us now. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of been the problem for years now, though, right? Yeah. Since Eddie Lewis. Yeah, I mean, we have we have never really had a proper winger. No, we had Colin, we had Colin Clark, but he was awful. Or what about uh, Ishizaki? Would you consider him an out Ishizaki? Yeah. Uh, I miss that guy. I like Stefan. I like uh, Yeah, I did. I liked him too. I'm not sure he was the best player in the world, but I, I, I liked him. You know, soft in the case. Um, but yeah, we don't, we don't have a ton of, you know, real wide depth, and it's seemingly even through the academy, we haven't been producing a ton. Uh, so you know, I hope Mendiola comes a lot better, but I, I would like to see someone like Wesley. Um, and that's assuming we we just have Gerard's spot, and then you still have the question of if it's just Gerard's spot, who who's now playing next to Legit? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah, you I'm have, at least praying it's not Lorenzo or, or Baggio. Yeah, I mean you have those guys are, are question marks to even stay with the team next year. So I mean, you know who knows, man. That's why I, that's why I, and uh, that's why I bring it up. I say, well, if we have a dedicated number six who's going to stay and just you know beat the shit out of guys who try to, you know, come down that middle. And I, I, that's what I would, you know, want to see us go out and get. Well, it's, it's to, to segue out of this. It's tough to say without knowing who your coach is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, Jurgen and the national team, uh, another calamitous showing, uh, another, which I'm, of course, is everyone's fault except for Jurgen's. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's the player pool. 
of course it's Costa Rica. Of course it's the refs. Of course it's Mexico. Of course it's the system. Of course it's AYSO. Of course it's every fucking person except for Jurgen Klinsmann. Never mind that. Uh, if if he is in fact to be fired by by U.S. Soccer, uh, which I definitely think is going to happen, if Bruce is willing to take the spot, um, I don't. I think U.S. Soccer would love to have Jurgen go, and I think they find themselves in the same place that we found ourselves about halfway through this year of, would you like to see Bruce arena replaced? And if the answer is yes, who would you replace him with? Mm. I think that's the problem. Us soccer finds themselves in regarding Jurgen. They would love to move that guy on. I, I would imagine they're paying him a, a, a princely sum, um, for, I mean, shoddy performance after shoddy performance, uh, three, three fucking five, two for the first time against Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Let's not let's not get into U.S. talk because that's not what this podcast is about. Let's that's talk. About. Let's talk Bruce because um, he's he's the name that all these uh, the the soccer journos are talking about because everyone has their quote unquote sources inside U.S. soccer that yeah. have claimed that either one has claimed that Bruce has definitely been talked to about the job. Yeah. And others are claiming that he has not been talked to about the job. Right. So, what do we think about that? I think, fuck Jurgen Klinsmann. Um, first three game losing streak since 1997. Uh, I look, I I can write you down. Um, I would imagine not knowing Bruce personally, not not knowing anyone. Sadly, trying to get some information on this, but not knowing anyone uh, who can get me some more info on this. I would imagine Bruce's personality doesn't like how he went out in 06. Um. I don't think he cares enough about the Red Bulls to try to go back there, but I don't think he likes how he went out with U.S. soccer. And look, I had a conversation with a friend this afternoon. If you look at it from Bruce Arena's perspective, um, how long of a job, how long is he going to be in this? Realistically. Yeah. Even for the national team. Mm. Even, so say he stays with the Galaxy. What, he's with us one year, max, next year? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind, of the, that's kind of the consensus is that he just is one more and that's done. One and done. First four-game home winless streak against CONCACAF opponent, opponents since LBJ was president. Failed to qualify for the Confederations Cup, which he listed as a top priority. Hand-picked coaches, missed back-to-back Olympics for the first time that's happened in half a century. Failed to beat a top six, top 10 team in six tries. Worst points per game versus a top 20 team uh, of any U.S. coach since Gansler. Team lost to Jamaica in 2012 was the first U.S. men's national team lost to them ever. Team lost to Jamaica in 2015 was the first U.S. national team lost to them ever at home. Lost to Guatemala. These are just opening up wounds. Well, we were talking about what it's what's in it for Bruce. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the word um, word on the street is you know he's either he's you know been approached and is really thinking about it and. You know, it's just kind of waiting on U.S. soccer to pull the trigger and meet his demands or meet not demands, but meet his, uh, you know, his requirements. But I demands, don't know, yeah. man. Demands yeah. works. Yeah. I mean, because um, you, you lose Bruce. Oh, we didn't even talk about, you know, Dave Sarkin has left the team today. Yeah, well, that, I figured we'd segue through that with uh, we don't know who our coach is going to be. Yeah, I mean, th- that's... If, because you don't. If, if you had Dave and Bruce left, the assumption would be that Dave would, would take over. Yeah. So, assuming assuming Bruce takes the U.S. job. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
without a doubt, you see Kurt and Awful take the job. I would, I, it would either have to be, or it would be a really big slap in the face of that guy. It would be a huge disrespectful slap in the face to a guy who stepped down from, from coaching an MLS successful or otherwise. Cause he was, he, what he was with Kansas and then he moved on to DC United and then he got fired from United and he, he joined up with us and, and took the USL job. Yeah. A guy who stepped down from MLS to the best of my knowledge, hasn't, um, hasn't inquired about an MLS job. I had heard a rumor, a, a spicy rumor a while ago that he turned down chief of USA who went after him. Um, because what would be the point really? Um, you had a guy take two steps down the soccer pyramid as hard as it's got to be for a coach in, in the United States to move up the pyramid. He, he took two steps down the pyramid to go to USL to coach. And look, we haven't won a championship with the galaxy two yet, but respectable finishes, you know, uh, usually doing okay. Given, given, given the seriousness of that team, understanding that that team is an outlet for players trying to move up to the first team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still done very respectable. To then pass him over even further uh, in replacing Bruce, I would have to assume it's going to be Kurt. Um, it's not a sexy pick, for sure. Oh, no, uh, definitely not. It definitely, it definitely doesn't feel very inspired. Nope. Well, I mean, this team overall doesn't very feel very well inspired. But I would have to assume in in his negotiations when he first joined the organization as a whole, I would assume part of the selling point would have to be, hey, one of these days Bruce is going to move on and you're going to be next in line. Guy who's stepping down from, you know, fired or otherwise, guy who's stepping down from MLS coaching to not even be the assistant coach on the Galaxy, but to be the head coach of the Galaxy's USL affiliate. Um I would have to imagine part of the conversation was eventually this, this will be your job. Yeah. I mean, I, I would almost guarantee that Kurt's uh, Kurt is put as a head coach. If uh, Bruce does decide to, I wouldn't guarantee, I wouldn't guarantee it. I would assume his name is in the ring. Yeah. I would assume he's, he's, he's in there. I, I think it'll say a lot about the direction of the team. If Kurt gets it, I think it'll tell you a whole lot. And that's why I, I, I mean I that's love, why I, I feel it's going to be him. Well, I love Kurt, but look realistically, and we're not signing Ronaldo. It's done, dead, dead in the water. If we were, do you think Cristiano Ronaldo is going to listen to Kurt Anolfo? No. Come while on. while while boarding a coach plane. I mean, he he barely, to Columbus. He barely listens to the top managers in the world, dude. You think he didn't listen to fucking Dave? Uh, sorry, Kurt Anolfo. Like you're asking, you're asking. Uh, you know, Wayne Rooney, for example, to board a plane to Columbus in October, and he's got to get on a, on a coach flight because Coach Anolfo is telling him. And again, I I respect the hell out of uh, Kurt Anolfo. I've met him several times. One of the nicest fucking guys you'll meet. Will actually stop and talk to you about his players and his team, and is just genuinely interested in knowing what you think. Uh, we, you and I, got to meet him. When the Galaxy, uh, a couple months before the Galaxy announced LA Galaxy 2 officially, and Kurt sat down with us and, and talked about what his vision for Galaxy 2 was. And it was, it, you know, I've spoken out of turn already uh, uh, to take it back. 
the way that that man looked at LA Galaxy 2 was with the seriousness that a coach should look at a club, regardless of the division it's in. Yeah. He, he looked at LA Galaxy 2 as if it were his MLS team. As if that was the team he was he was going to make it to the top on. A USL club. I mean, a USL club that, that changes behind what basically appears to be a tarp with the LA Galaxy logo on it. To Kurt, it's all the same. Yeah, I mean, and that You have to respect that. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. And then I think, you know, uh, as unsexy of a pick as it is, mm-hmm. um, I think you just have to kind of bear with it and just hope for the best. <laughs> but it would, it would lead me to assume we're going for less star-studded players. If you're if you're now asking them to listen to, again with all due respect, Kurt Anolfo. because I'm not sure Wayne Rooney or Cristiano Ronaldo, or even Wesley Schnellfo, in the way we would need them to. Yeah, I would hope so, because I can guarantee you if Kurt becomes becomes coach, and it comes out that Rooney's being an asshole, like I'm going to side with Kurt every time, every time. If you're going to be the problem in the locker room or you won't listen to him because who is Kurt Anolfo? Like, mm-hmm. I will always side with that guy over you. Um, you know, who the fuck are we? Like, why would anyone give a shit what we think about him? But, you know, fuck Rooney. Like, you know, it, it's it's the guy who's in charge and you you sign up for that. You sign up for Bruce. You signed up for Dave. You sign up for Kurt if, if that's what's happening. Um, and it would worry me. That's the one thing that worries me about Kurt Anolfo is do people listen to him? Guy who was managing in the third division of U.S. soccer three months earlier, two months earlier, four months earlier, what have you. Mm-hmm. So well, let's be honest, though. Come on, USL is definitely is is the second tier of U.S. soccer. USL is bigger than the Premier League. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get out of here, dude. All right. Well, we. Had, eh. We're gonna miss you, Dave. Yeah, uh, Thanks, Sarah Dave. Honestly, every time I've met Dave, super nice dude. Just like Kurt, man. You'll he'll sit there and talk to you, and and you know actually listen and and value your opinion, or at least that's what it feels like. Dave at a at Whole Foods once, and I asked him. He was standing in line waiting for something, and I said, "Hey, coach." And he goes, "Hey, nice to see you." Shook my hand, full beard. It was off season. I goes, "Coach, real quick, let me ask you a question." Rafa Garcia and Chandler Hoffman. What do you think? And he goes, uh, one of them going to offer another year, see what he can do. Other one's going to be moving on within two months. Like I asked him a question about player personnel. Flat out answered it. No bullshit. No ifs, ands, or buts. I will miss Dave Sarachin as a, as a associate coach because he was never, uh, an assistant coach. He was at least in my estimation, as much the guy as Bruce Arena. And uh, we are we are a weaker club and a weaker organization uh, for his departure. Wish him the absolute best um, wherever he ends up going. I really hope it's not the Carolina Railhawks, <laughs> uh, but I wish him the absolute best wherever he goes. Absolutely, uh, good luck, coach. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, you can always find us at uh, Riot Squadcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook page. Please like and share. Facebook.com slash got fan mail. I know we had fan mail. God damn. That's awesome. Uh, Facebook.com slash riot Squadcast. You can send us an email at riot Squadcast at gmail.com. You can also find me at my personal Twitter at Ed the zombie. You can find me on my personal Twitter at, uh, at zero cool one thirty eight. 
You can actually find me on pretty much all social media at that tag. Yeah. Um, also, you know, please rate and review us. It'd be, we'd kindly appreciate it. I don't know why I just did a Southern Bell accent. You went all, yeah, I was like, why did <laughs> Ed does declare? Uh, Dean Forrest is that guy's name. Dean Forrest from Liverpool. You're the shit, dude. You're awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. Dean Forrest they, is liking and sharing and reviewing and rating and giving fan mail. Dean Forrest, you my dude. Thank you. Seriously. Honestly, it's uh, it's really nice to hear from uh, people. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Intercontinental uh, shit, son. <laughs> we, we are the Intercontinental Champions. Uh, that's a good belt. That's a good title. Sean, Sean, uh, Sean Michaels, my man. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next time, right? Let's, let's make like some titties and bounce. <laughs> Peace.